Hello, this is Dancing Burr, your autistic prince, the people's chosen, the, the king of a forgotten life, <laughs> and your faithful servant. Hi, I'm Tom, the other guy, or Koala. You know, one day you're going to do that intro is going to be, I'm husband to a murdered wife, father to a murdered son. You could always have a long line yourself, you know, a long intro. My name is Maximus Decimus Mauritius. <laughs> Oh, so how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm You're good. good. Yeah. You're good. You enjoying some of that scented tea that you've you left in my kitchen for you to make every time we make do well, a podcast? Yeah, because right, so we're British. Might as well talk about. It. I mean, I'm you drinking drink coffee, so the I'm original betraying. tea of England. Yeah, <laughs> what coffee? Yeah, the original drink oh, of England. Before we liked tea, we we had coffee. Ooh, there's some knowledge for you. Yes. I'm putting knowledge in your brains, people. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. What is the name of this sentence? I saw the box as well just before I made it. and I forgot. Lapsang Chiron. Right, for those who are unaware of this particular scent of tea, I've smelled it, mate, trust me. Smell it. Right. Describe it. All I'm going to say is there might as well be toilet paper in that cup because there's nothing in it but shit. Like, I, I just, it probably it's, tastes it's, a lot it's, more different. It's, it's not a very well-liked tea or mm. very well-known. What it is, is they get the... It's got a very smoky smell, doesn't it? Yeah. They get the tea. It's, it smells like a fishmonger. And they smoke it on... Like, you know, a fish stall. That's what it smells like. Well, they, they pull it on pine, which yeah. is what they smoke fish yeah. and bacon and stuff with. Oh, no. Oh, you're gagging at the thought. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Like, yeah, you must enjoy it, so otherwise you wouldn't drink it. To the but... best of my knowledge, only Twinings makes it because no one likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why. So there you are. Lapsang Chironti. Smelling is one of those senses for me. It's a big thing when, it, especially when it comes to food. If I don't like the smell of it, I'm not going to eat it. You know, like egg sandwiches and egg sarnies. No, no. Oh, just the thought, the the, the texture of it just knocks me sick. Like, oh. If you eat that kind of stuff, any of you listeners out there, you're probably a decent human being. But as far as taste concern is concerned, just what are you doing with yourself, man? Just what is going on over there? Just make sure my phone's on silent. So, yes, uh, a couple of things we wanted to cover. That yeah, I, I recently showed Koala, I thought we might as well get this over and done with first. I recently showed Koala, even though it was a couple of years old, an uh, interview on Brent Spiner. And safe to say, For those Koala who don't know who Brent impressed. Spiner he is, played data he played Data, and basically no one knows him for anything else other than Data. Right. I don't even know but, his real name. I know him as Data. But according to him, for those who doesn't know he's him, he's an icon. Data, he's an icon. I'm an like, icon. Who calls himself an icon, though? What he, is going on over he there? He calls himself, in the interview, it's quite arrogant about it. I'm an icon. It's like, well, the moment the interviewer asks him any sort of question about Data, he gets quite mad. Standoffish, doesn't he? Standoffish. And he's like, I'm going to be quite terse with you when I answer these questions about Star Trek. Yeah. They've been answering for 25 years. <laughs> Of all the places as well that he, he decided to be, appear completely jaded at a convention. Why was he at that convention? Yeah, at a Comic-Con, signing for being Data and signing pictures of Data for fans. And you're sat there like, I don't like Data. Yeah. I'm known for everything else. Yeah, like, what she, are you on? She, the interviewer turns around to him and says, um, you're best known for Data. No. The only noticeable role that I can give him credit for, aside from Data, that I know him for, was, I don't even remember the name, he, he played a, was it, yeah, quite a noticeable role in Independence Day, and he was in the follow-up. 
But let's be honest, he played a bit of a fucking idiot in that, didn't he? I mean, the, it was a believable character. He Don't misunderstand me, he did a good job at portraying yeah, that character. He was he was a nutty scientist, it was good. Yeah, but... But he only got that role because he was Data. Yeah, so what's your take on it? I mean, so I remember... Data is one of my favourite characters and I don't like the actor much. You don't like the actor But much. he he did have a really good bit in uh, Warehouse 13. Mm-hmm. He, he was quite a good character in that. So, I mean, to say, do you reckon this is just a case of not knowing where his bread's buttered, quite frankly? Or do you reckon there's he's, more yeah, to it? Yeah, he's biting the hands that feeds him. But at the same point, this is why we're bringing it up, even though it's an old interview, is he's in Picard. Yeah. So if he's so standoffish about playing this character, so they come to him, they go, right, role play now. Mr. Data, sorry, Brent Spiner. Oh, I've, I've got <laughs> the impersonation a, of Brent Spiner. I've got a script for you. Shame you can't see my facial expressions. Oh, what have we got? Oh, oh, you'll love it. It's right up your street. I want you to play Data again. Oh, see, I love the role of Data, but I'll bitch about it when <laughs> when I go to conventions. You... I'm, I'm known for other stuff, you know. I, I, I'm an icon. I'm an icon. <laughs> Right. I've acted with many legends. Just for clarification, right? I'm not knocking the guy. Please don't listen to this episode, Brent Spiner, because I'm actually a bit of a fan on the quiet. However, I'm going to paraphrase a certain Tywin Lannister now. Anyone who needs to call himself a true an icon is no true icon. Like, for instance, you can you do you do you imagine like Michael Caine, Judy Dench, uh, Judy Dench? Am I pronouncing it yeah. wrong? All these people that are seen by the public as true icons, Stephen Fry. Do you reckon they sit at home? I'm I'm an icon, mate. I'm an icon. Anyone who calls himself legendary or an icon to sort of is either Brent people, Spiner, yeah, or Hulk Hogan, yeah, <laughs> or even Mel Gibson to a certain degree. But he is a good actor, though. He's played some legendary he's, roles. He's 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 an all right actor. He's I don't. A good actor. I don't like him in too much, but I like. No, him there's in, been I a like lot him of in a few. That, yeah, films. but I'm yeah. like that with quite a lot of actors. Like Tom Cruise, I only like him in about four movies. Hulk Hogan is a very. Um, a lot of people don't like him, even in the wrestling industry. You'll be amazed at how many people he is. To be f- quite frank, putting aside The Rock and your Stone Cold Steve Austin's, um, he is. He was for a considerable amount of time the face of wrestling. But it's quite bizarre, actually. Still There's is, a, to a point. To a point, but yeah, but... The, he's the... He knows nobody likes him, and he plays to it. Do you reckon he knows? Like, do you reckon he's... Sat... The, the people that are not universally hated, I think that's the wrong way of describing it. Do you reckon these people that are... That 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 the public has, has quite obviously shown a very... Yeah, they love them or hate them sort of dynamic. Do you reckon these people are sat at home realising that a lot of people hate them? Of course. Especially Hulk Hogan. Oh. And wrestlers because they've got all their like promoters and stuff. Yeah. It's like, right, they see you as a villain, so let's play this up even more. Yeah, be as much of a dick as you can. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. In other sadder news, we have yeah. two really sad things to say. Go on. Um, one, I have no fisherman's friends with me this week, and I'm oh. kind of heartbroken. And two. Ozzy Osbourne's been diagnosed with Parkinson's. He got diagnosed a year ago, I believe, and he was... Can you imagine to... a world where Ozzy Osbourne has slurred speech and doesn't... Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Fuck's sake. I just put two and two together then. It, either way, it's very sad. It is. Um, I mean, it's it's not a very nice disease. Like, Billy no. Connolly has it. And yeah. Michael I'm... J. Fox as well? Yeah. Is it Parkinson's he's got? I think he's got Parkinson's and MS. Ooh, yeah. But I... 
Yeah, no, Michael J. Fox says MS. I um, I would love to be able to, because obviously Ozzy Osbourne's got this new album. Yeah. He's doing a tour. I would love to be able to go and see Ozzy Osbourne live. I'd love to be able to go and see Billy Connolly on stand-up, but I know I never will in my lifetime. No, it's quite sad, isn't it, when you put... Mm. It's like I, I was just I, was I mean, just it's not like it's not it. doable. Yeah. It's just getting the money together. It's like, my job. So it's changed it ever so slightly, but the point is still the same. Uh, with Tom Baker and Doctor Who, and he, he he's chose not to make any more public appearances. And it just dawned on me a couple of days ago, I'll probably never meet him. Tom Baker, and he's one of my heroes, to be honest with you. Did, not too long ago, he turned 80-something? 80 85, was 85, it? 85, and everyone wished him a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, no, and I was one of them. He's, he's a great guy. He's just He's eccentric. He's an icon. He is an icon. He is an icon. That voice. Yeah, <laughs> he's... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He no, is the the icon in my in my books. Like yeah. every, you might not know Tom Baker, but you will know Tom Baker. Unlike others, Brent Spiner. <coughs> so you will, you will know his voice. So it's a shame you didn't bring any of your fisherman's friends because I've got a bad cough. <laughs> I uh, Tom Baker is either Doctor. Tom Baker's the reason that I have my Warhammer 40k army. Wow. Because he narrated the game they started. in. Yeah, fucking hell. Excuse my friend. Back in the PS2 era, he. Tom Baker narrated and uh, read all the lore for Warhammer 40k Fire Warrior. Wow, didn't know any of that. Mm. That's Not too many people do, that's why I like the game. It's not a very good game. Yeah. But it's just that narration in your ear when you're playing it. Mm. Is there any other news you would like to cover? Mm. Um, you seem to be well versed today. Dying Light. Now, Dying Light is a game I loved. Mm-hmm. Zombies free running, you know, what's not to love? Dying Light 2 looked really promising. But the company that made it came out with a statement yesterday or the day before on Twitter. And they are, it was supposed to have like a September this year release. At least I think it was. It was definitely coming out this year. They postponed it indefinitely. There's now no release date. Oh dear. Wow. That don't mean much to you, but it was an amazing game. I'll have to, I'll have to try and get into it. To be honest I'll with you, I've got it at home, but it's, yeah, by it's, all means, because uh, I've heard about Warhammer a lot, and it does sound appealing. I'm on about Dying Light now, a zombie game. Oh right, sorry, yeah. I thought we were still on no, Warhammer. No, no. I do apologize. So Dying Light, never heard of zombie Dying game. Light. It, it, it sounds cool though. Did you ever see anyone play Dead Islands? Yes, my, I'm going to say my brother Adam, my good friend Adam, he's huge on those. Right, so Dead Islands, the, I hope you're thinking about the same one. I think I am, yeah. Yeah, on the island. Yeah. Yeah, uh, first person. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so I do know. The company it, yes. that made Dead Islands uh, were going to make Dead Islands 2 after making a game and a spin-off. Mm-hmm. They ended up having an argument with Deep Silver they split off and said, fine, we're going to make our own zombie game with blackjack and hookers. They made, arguably, in fact, no, not even arguably, they made the best zombie game I have ever played. Wow. It's Dead Islands, but it's in like a slum shanty made up place, which is clearly like Portugal or somewhere. Yeah. With free running. So you're not limited to, yeah. stuff. like, zom- if there's a crowd of zombies in front of you, you sprint up them, jump over them, drop kick one out a window. It's brilliant. Wow. You can never get but, fed up of zombie games, can you? Not really. Not, not really Dying Light, because the unique, the USP of 
Dying Light is it's got a day night cycle, which a lot of games have. But during the night, the I Am Legend zombies come out. They are faster than you. They are stronger than you. They react to UV light. So at night time, from you running around killing all the zombies, it becomes you're the hunted now. And you've got to try and get to your safe zone. It's free roam, so you just your watch beeps and it's like, yeah, sun's going down. Oh crap! So so you'll be sprinting along and you'll have to like power slide underneath things, jump over things. It's, it's and it's really scary because you do can, you have to find shelter. Yeah, you can. Right. And then you've also got the human aspect because there's still like raiders and things and people to help and right. special. It sounds you're it, gonna hate me, but the the dynamics of the game, if not nothing else, sounds quite similar to Minecraft. Because you have to make shelter before nightfall, and no, the dynamics you do. I can't believe you just said that. Look, it dying... sounds familiar to mine, uh, Minecraft. It sounds sim- right. Similar. Minecraft doesn't have free running. Doesn't that? No, I didn't. Right, no, I'm not. I'm not referencing those aspects, but the whole like there are certain things to hide from at night. I'm, I'm talking about the basics. Of it. Uh, yeah, very basic. Yeah, <laughs> very very basic. <laughs> That's all I meant by it. Basically, dying light. Is I Am Legend yeah. mixed with 28 Days Meets Later? Minecraft. Meets no. no. <laughs> I'm winding you up. Yeah, no, no. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if they, sold, if they advertise it like that? Dying Light. Imagine Minecraft meets 28 Days Later. <laughs> oh, dear. For those who are well-versed with the franchise, for those listeners out there, I genuinely hope I haven't pissed you off. But if I have... Well, anyway, the second game <laughs> Go on. has been indefinitely postponed as far as we know. Ooh, any particular reason why? They did say on Twitter, but basically it boils down to they don't want to release a product that they are not 100% happy with. Right. Which, in fairness, the same thing has happened with the new Doom. Yeah. I like companies that don't just want to shit out a half-finished product. So die and keep it back, fix the bugs, release it when it's when it's yeah. ready. I'll, I'll wait. I'm a bit upset they didn't come out, but we've just had a new trailer from the new Doom and all the reviewers that got to play it and everything have turned around and said, like, this could redefine shooters. Mm. A lot of people say, you are not ready for this. Do you reckon you, that? You are not ready for how good this is. It's bizarre. I don't think you're ready for this belly. It's bizarre you should bring that up, actually. Because I was I was I was contemplating, you know, first shooter games. What would you say was the first shooter game that changed everything? You know, from your time splitters to your golden eye. Do you reckon there was a particular game that ch- ch- doom even to a certain degree? Right. Was there that game? Would you I, say I that can, changed I can the game industry? I can tell you the order. Go on. Um, Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Doom. Quake. Yeah. Halo. Wait a couple of years. Call of Duty. Really? Yeah. So which get what I'm trying to get at is which game do you reckon if you had to pinpoint it in a particular game, which game would that be that changed the gaming industry even? That Halo. if you had to pick that one game, Halo. Mm. In the industry, if a game and that before anyone like smarmy ass bastard tries coming at me, in the gaming industry Do you have anyone in math? No. <laughs> but people do, they get defensive over their Defense Spiner, sorry. <clears throat> they get they get really defensive over franchises and then they come at me yeah. or they come at you or they come at us and they're just let's face it, fucking idiots defending a franchise before they've looked up the facts. Because that's never happened on a channel though. If, I don't if, think that's... 
if a game Go on. was going, they wanted it to be really good, and it was a shooter yeah. in the industry, it was known as a Halo killer. Right. Because Halo was seen as the one to evolve. Halo was Halo 2 was one of the most beloved shooters of all time. Okay. To the point where people were really annoyed when they, they shut down the original servers. Fair enough. They had to remake Halo 2. They Halo had a, a very big um, eSports thing, and it it may not be as good compared to games now, but it helped pioneer and set the foundations for eSports, for streaming, for all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Plus, if Wolfenstein was the first ever first-person shooter... I didn't know that. Doom, I knew of the game, but... Doom was really good because it caused the controversy... And a lot of people love Duke. Doom. Is brilliant still. Yeah, well, I can maybe, play. maybe not still. Um, but if we were all playing like Wolfenstein and Doom, your gun would be in the middle of the screen rather than at the side. Yeah. Ah, I'm trying to remember the first first-person shooter game that I ever played. I don't think it was Doom. I'm not going to lie to you. It was probably Goldeneye. Goldeneye is yeah. also another one that is an absolute legend. Yeah. Goldeneye really did change things up because I think, yes, Goldeneye was one of the first, if not the first, first-person shooter games to feat, to use an analog stick. You right. should never, ever go back and play Goldeneye again, ever. Why? It has aged like milk to the I, point I where saw the clips, if, yeah. if, if, if you turn the cup upside down... It just sort of slops out on the floor. It has aged quite badly, unfortunately. Even, even hasn't just it? the controls. Yeah, it has aged quite badly. I have but, noticed that. But you got a point of consideration, though, as well. When did the game come out? Oh, older. Old. Very old. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, I'd say, what, 2000 or just before? No, way before. I'd say 96. Has to be. I, I don't think the 64 was around back then. Nice. I'll I think what, it was I'll early Google 2000s because. Can't have been. Because, two. Right, I'm I'm thinking Time Splitters, the game I, uh, I con- continuously mm. play. That only came out to late two thousand one, two thousand two, and you got to put into consideration the graphics difference between Golden Nine Time Splitters is quite significant. I mean, Time Splitters, don't get me wrong, has aged now. Yeah, but yeah, if you put if you put it in comparison, yeah, so I reckon it's got to be ninety six, ninety seven. Maybe a bit older, but not by much. A bit younger, rather, but not by much. It can't be. So it's it's. We're finding out now. Ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-seven. So I was off just by a year, but yeah, it's a it's a very old game. They did do a uh, functional remake. Yeah. For, I think, 360. I era. believe so, yeah. Um, my old housemate called, believe it or not, he was called Tom as well. Won't reveal his full name, but he was living with me for three, four months. And these were the days when I had a Nintendo Wii. And I'm sure he had a, unless he brought his own console, uh, my memory's quite vague around that time in my life. It wasn't a great time in my life, admittedly. Um, he brung like it was a remastered GoldenEye. Yes. Um, I thought it was pretty naff. And what I saw, I didn't play it properly, I will be honest with you, but did that receive positive reviews? It it, it was the nostalgia that sold it. Right, fair enough. But, um, interesting fact, the last game for the Nintendo Wii came out this year. I didn't know that. Just Dance 2020. 
Wow, are they not manufacturing any more games now? No. Hmm. But to be fair, though, that was three think... console generations ago. That is like a company turning around now and saying, "Right, we're going to bring out a Game Boy game." Right. So who was still buying these for them to go all the way up to 2020? This must have been a, an audience somewhere. It's them. like, uh, was it FIFA 14 was the last game on PS2? Yeah. Was it? Like 10 years after the PS2 was discontinued. I didn't know that. Yeah. They were, they were still making FIFA games when no, for the PS2, when no other company was touching it. I thought PlayStation 2 stopped making games completely. 2008 time, 2007. No, they were, they were still making FIFA games. I didn't know that. It, it might be a bit sooner, but I know that after the PS2 was officially sort of discontinued yeah. and no one was making games, it was still making FIFA games. Wow. Like... So it's these weird series that carry on. Just Dance. Yeah. FIFA, they just carry on into the life. That's bizarre. That gaming world's quite weird for having anachronisms then, isn't it? I think it's more like older generation people buying them like you like people that just want fifa yeah and they've got a ps2 why do they need to go and shell out yeah <laughs> a lot of people in their like 30s and 40s play fifa yes I I, I, I I am aware there is a big audience for yeah FIFA. i personally as a lot of people <laughs> realize now i love fifa he i does. think it's brilliant i've never played it <laughs> no i have i have played fifa i think it's brilliant FIFA Are you so sure many, about that? it's so versatile. I can put my cups on it. I can put my mugs on it. For those that don't know what I'm on about, I have a copy of FIFA 14. Use it as a cup holder. I use it as a coaster because a disc, if you pull it on a bed, a normal coaster will move and the cup will fall off. A disc is flat and big enough that the weight distributes evenly. Yeah. So it can't tilt. So, when everyone bangs on to me about how great FIFA is, I sit there and think, I've been using a copy of FIFA for, like, five years. <laughs> and the way I always see it is, I believe it has a place, but four coasters in Wilco's will cost me, like, one ninety nine. Four copies wow. of FIFA will cost me, like, 20 each, unless I go to the really older ones. It's cheaper for me to get more copies of FIFA as a coaster than it is coasters wow oh dear it is what it is but yeah there are some um, people listening that their favorite game is probably fifa and they're about to go absolute livid wow i was gonna say to you as well so that's what, like me so, saying oh yeah i i'm I, i'm intentionally and i'm gonna be honest with you now i'm intentionally gonna do a bit of uh what, what's it called there's a there's a saying for it there's a word for it there's a description for it it's called shit stirring now, you've discussed the great advantages that the copy of FIFA has. What about the game itself? I want you, Koala, to express your true feelings of FIFA. I want you to be honest. I don't like uh, putting the cup on the floor. Do you have a coaster? Can I have a copy of Babylon 5? <laughs> oh, oh. I don't think my window's double glazing, so I'm not going to have problems, Koala. <laughs> so... What is wrong with FIFA? We, I'm going to be honest with you, to, to our listeners. We discussed it at length when I was at my friend's over the weekend on the phone. And should we share with our listeners why we have a certain contempt for FIFA? It's a game meant to keep idiots off the street. 
Oh, I think that's all we're going to get, folks. I I like sports games. Well, I don't like sports games. I like their place in the gaming industry. I think there should be one every year for the fans of, you know, your sports, golf to a degree. Yeah. And all that. But And obviously over the years some die off. Like, you don't get skating games anymore. You don't get Guitar Heroes anymore. No, you don't. And those were the two I liked. So, you know, yeah. fuck you, FIFA. I never played Guitar Hero. You're going to hate me. I've seen it played numerous times. I... So I, I do respect the sports games have to be there each year. And, you know, there is a market for them. But at the same point, and I'm not well versed in this. I understand that, you know, from one game to the next, teams change around and people are bought. But in now day and age, why make FIFA 20 when you can ju- just put in a, like, update of, like, 20 meg yeah. for FIFA 19 that changes the names yeah. and moves the players around? That's all it takes. Yeah. Because you're buying a game, you get make-believe money in this game, like to, uh, the NBA 2K games, and now we're getting games that are coming out half-finished. Re- WWE was one of the... 2K19 was one of the worst games I've ever seen in terms of polish, and same with the NBA game. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen in terms of polish. And someone had to sit there, quality control this shit, release it to the public, and go, yeah, it's all right. We'll get money anyway. Do you know what, though? I'm going to... And there are still people... They will run out and buy this the day it comes out. Yeah. 70 quid. There is an audience for it. Yeah, there's a market for it. And then all through the year, they're putting hundreds and hundreds of pounds on make-believe money and microtransactions. (laughs) And then they turn around and try and talk shit about something like Fortnite. Admittedly, that's not my sort of game either. Are people I don't spending, mind Fortnite. Are people spending microtransactions in that? And it's like, mate, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. FIFA, without the microtransactions, I believe people probably loved more. Yeah. I bet there are people out there that are just playing FIFA out of habit and they loved it more in the Xbox 360 days and, dare I say, the PS2 days. Absolutely. And now, yeah, no, you're running you. out, you're paying all this money, six months down the line... Your FIFA game is in a bargain bin for five ninety nine. <laughs> oh wow! It's so. Do you do it a lot of? I don't think I've ever asked this. Do you do any online gaming at all? Yeah. How often? Like, in what particular games do you well, do? Well, you go consoles on? are always online these days. Are man. they constantly online? Like, well, do you? I. I. I I enjoy my single-player story games because... That's pretty much... I, I meant the camp... Do you go I, on the campaigns Yeah, I don't or... really... I don't watch too much TV anymore, so I get all my, like, stories yeah. from games and books. I, I always... When I have my PS4 here, which you'll see on Saturday, because um, we're, we're behind the curtain, we're recording this on Wednesday, I always have my hotspot on on the PS4 because I remember when I first bought the PS4 someone told me you have to have no you don't have to have online now. you don't have to have bro. no if you're just See, playing I was under the assumption online. you do so no oh man that makes you sound really old doesn't yeah. it yeah it yeah. does <laughs> I was no I was same as the Xbox One I was under the assumption you needed broadband to play these consoles now I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. For single player games, no, but obviously for multiplayer. Yeah, obviously games, yeah. I knew that. But yeah, I still it's... enjoy a, a a dabble, a little, you know, dip my toes in the water of playing yeah. Halo online. Realize that it's full of like twelve to sixteen yeah. year olds screaming profanities at me and saying like, 
you know, talking about my mum. So instantly I go, mum, and then she puts a headset <laughs> on and I, I play the game and she swears at everyone. It's brilliant. Vila. She's done that before, actually. Vila. Yeah. Bloody hell. My but, mum, my mum at this present moment in time is probably, was she doing the same last time you was here? On her iPad, watching videos of other people playing The Sims. There's a market for it. I know, but she's constantly doing it, though. You're I const- wake up, you're she's constantly, on Sims. You're constantly I go to bed, she's on Sims. Babylon 5. Don't constantly you re-watch constantly Babylon do. 5. I haven't done what it What DVD's in there? Stargate Atlantis. Oh, okay. Jog on. <laughs> I haven't seen the Stargate Atlantis for a while. I haven't even put it on for a while. But what do I play online? I So the way I work is I've got my Nintendo Switch for like just me games, the yeah. offline ones. Same with... Um, Xbox, but the game I play online the most is probably Tetris 99. Fucking game. You haven't even played it. I've played Tetris, of course, in my Tetris, life. Yeah. Tetris 99 is a battle, if, if it, <laughs> a battle royale Tetris. We have to compete with other people. Yeah, yeah I've played it. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I it love is it. good, yeah. It's just the music. I'm not that out of touch, just oh, to I put it out you there. Are. <laughs> but, um, that was a bit loud then, I, I do apologise. I use my PlayStation 4 for all my online gaming, which I play with people at work and like some other friends. Yeah. I play things like Apex Legends... I tend to like co-op games, so more than just battle games. It's a good market I, as well. I like... Co-op. Good story. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Wow, <laughs> you've been saving that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like... They don't do it very much anymore, or they're sort of disappearing. You know, a co-op campaign, you play a game with your... Time splitters, you play through the campaign with someone else. Yeah. You know, mm. just everyone else is seeing that weird shit you're doing. Yeah. Mm. I like that sort of stuff. But there are some interesting online types of things. Yeah. Hitman's very good online. Hitman. You don't play with other people. You can go in the level, go through it, set an assassination target, tell someone how you want it done, with what weapon, things like that, what you've got to be wearing, but you have to be able to complete it yourself. So if you're really good at the game, you can like kill like John Smith who's in the middle of a crowd in a duck costume with a house brick and escape without being seen. And you've challenged other people to do it. Stuff like that's brilliant. Wow. Sounds pretty cool. Mm. Like setting other people challenges. Do you know what game I I very rarely hear being spoken about now? And this is gonna... probably going to make you sound old. Probably is. I like this stuff. But you're not a gamer. This just proves no, my point. No, Rollercoaster Tycoon. I never hear anyone mention that anymore. What went on with that game franchise? Because I remember a lot of people used to play that. Went the same way as Zoo Tycoon. Never heard of that one, so... I You've never heard of Zoo Tycoon? I don't think I have, no. I presume it was similar to Rollercoaster Tycoon in the sense that you built a zoo. They just stopped making those games. They're pretty cool. You get things now like SimCity in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, City that. Skylines, I've got that. Wow. I don't really know how to play, I just try and fill the city with shit. <laughs> Like, I just back up all the sewerage till it floods. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I, I, I remember games like Rollercoaster Ty- uh, Tycoon. Uh, Sim Town, Sim City, I used to play on quite there a few. There were a lot of Tycoon games back in the day, yes, weren't they? Yes, they were. Uh, I used to play on all... I had the full expansion pack of the very first Sims. 
I had Civilization 3 and 4. So those were the type of games Civilization I like. are still very big games. They are, aren't they? Number Which six. Which is quite surprising. I wouldn't say the mainstream, but... They yeah. are. They are. Would quite, you say the? I'd mainstream? say they're mainstream now. Number six is like amazing. Yes, I believe. We will so. have to I've play it on the channel. But, I've, I've got five. Games. Maybe we can play five on the channel. But. I, I've played. I the only Civilization games I haven't played, to be honest with you, is one, two, and probably six. I don't. I've, I've played three, four, and five. So I would like to play six just to see because that is the one with. Uh, is it Sean Bean's voice, I believe? Yeah. Yes, that's the only one I haven't played. That'd be then. weird, wouldn't it? If you're listening to it and suddenly out of nowhere the narrator dies. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag save Sean Bean. Dickhead. <laughs> no, but... Uh, i tell you what, I'm not going to lie to you. I remember when I first purchased Civilization Four, I must have been... called blimey. 13? 14, I want to say. Mm. And basically... Maybe it's just me fanboying out and just being incredibly biased anyway, but Leonard Nimoy's voice brings a certain charm to the game. So, yeah, I, I, that, that's a particular favourite of Civilization 4. So, yeah, you're on the phone. I am. I've got the tune for Civilization in my head now. Oh, right. Is there any, any particular website you're looking on? I am the voice of Captain Ginyu from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, people know him as Captain Ginyu or the man that voiced uh, the beginning of episodes and the end of episodes next time on Dragon Ball Z. He died aged 84. Ooh. So that's that's say. quite sad. But Yeah, that you is know, incredibly sad. Pay homage there to a man who basically narrated a lot of our childhoods. I mean, he he Let's was he was getting on a bit. Yeah, you probably recognise the character somewhere. Bet, yeah, I've, I've I've seen the character definitely. But yeah, Captain Ginyu. So everyone pose for Captain Ginyu. Bruce Armstrong. May he rest in peace. Yeah, that's that's quite sad. When when did he say he died? Yeah. When did he die? A couple of days ago. A couple of days yeah. ago. Sad. Yeah, sad, sad, sad time. He's with the angels now. <laughs> so. Have you got anything planned in particular this weekend? I'm working. You're working. Though mm. so next week, I am going to see a movie. Uh, it's only got one showing in The View, Blackburn. Yeah. Uh, half seven Thursday. And it's... Um, I haven't been to the cinema for ages. It's an anime movie made by a man I've forgotten. But basically, it's a movie about a girl who can control the weather. It's called I'll Watch the Weather With You. Wow. And it looks phenomenal. I watched, uh, I think, was it last time I went to the cinema? No, I went a couple of times after that. I can't remember the name of the film, but it was about a man who has a, is a who has an accident and he wakes up to a world where the Beatles never happened. So he writes these songs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good film, that. Tell you what I did watch recently, Jojo's Rabbit. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. That's why I bunged it up. Uh, I went with a mate of mine. We watched Jojo's Rabbit. Who I believe, is is he a listener of the podcast? He is, yes. So, hello. And if we get certain plans in motion, he's probably going to be our DM. I mean, I don't think I've given him a choice or asked him if he wants to yet. Should we tell this, this project? Because we've, we've been keeping a lot of things quite close with chess. Can we tell the listeners what we? I haven't really got one? a place or anything yet, but yeah, no, we no. want to 
make videos of us playing D&D and just see how good we are at acting and staying in character. Yes, and I think a lot of a lot of our listeners will enjoy that, to be mm. honest with you. If, if, Especially as I am going to be a character, I will either be crazy or really arrogant. Which one do you reckon you can pull off better? If you're, if you're, this could be the beginning of a brand new career for Koala. Like, what kind of characters can you see yourself playing? All of them. All. <laughs> I mean, if if if. Okay, then if, which if, role appeals to you the most? So I tell you what, that's actually a good question. That so I name a franchise or a TV series. You got to tell me what who you would like to play, and I'll tell you who I could see you playing. Are you ready for mm. this? Harry Potter, Malfoy. You think you could play a Malfoy? Yeah, or Luna. I reckon, or Luna. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you'd be quite a good Snape, yeah. actually. Or serious oh, Black. No, that's for someone else. But I, w- I was going to say, don't hate me, uh, a younger Tom Riddle, maybe. You know when they showed Tom Riddle, uh, there was, I can't remember which one it was, but like I, I wouldn't Riddle. mind being the uh, caretaker <laughs> and just do that spread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Star I, Wars. I reckon you'd be Hagrid in Harry Potter. Hagrid works for me. Mm. Hagrid's a good character. He had a bit of a shit life when you actually look at his background. Mm-hmm. Very shit His best life. mate was a fucking spider. Let's face it. You, you ain't you ain't got the best life when your best mate's a giant talking spider that wants to eat your other mates. Pretty much. I got told as well I'd play a good Dumbledore, a young Dumbledore. But I don't reckon I've got the uh, right mannerisms for Dumbledore. No, I, I don't think you do. No. Right, Lord of the Rings, who do you see yourself playing? Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Merry or Pippin. It's got to be, hasn't it? Or it's Sam. Samwise Ganji. Yeah. What did you hear, Sam? <laughs> I heard nothing about no end. And I'm not sure I did not. Stop, Sam. I'm going alone. I know you are, Mr. Frodo. That's why I'm coming with you. Oh, Just dear. a logic of Sam. Yeah. I can't I carry you up. I reckon, now. to be honest with you, right, the way Samwise Ganji is in Lord of the Rings, I reckon I, I, that's how I envisioned... Your childhood, to be honest with you, the, the shit he gets himself up to is, is how I imagine you you were quite like that as a child, like eavesdropping um, in a in a conversation downstairs, for instance, like that. Say you wouldn't meant you wasn't meant to have. Uh, well, I did live in pubs, so yeah, I reckon you had that but, type of uh, oh, mentality. Sam, Sam's the best character, hands down, just for his logic. I yeah. just love some of his one-liners. <laughs> I'm going alone. I know you are. That's why I'm coming with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't carry you up Mount. I can't carry the ring up Mount Doom, but I can carry you. You're quite to be to be quite frank with you. Merry or Pippin, I've been told I'd be one what, of them. Okay, what about me? Don't know. I'm really. You'd be if I'm Merry. You're gonna have to be Pippin. Yeah, <laughs> Pippin always gets himself in shit, but yeah. he, he can sing though. So I'm or, happy with that. Legolas and Gimli. <laughs> Hey, works for me. Gimli's a good cat. You know who I could actually imagine playing Gimli? Mm. I know you don't know him. Adam. My mate Adam. He'd mm. make a fantastic Gimli. He's even got the, fu- the the look for it. He's got the beard. He's got the right mannerisms. He's the Gimli for me. So he mm. could play a good Gimli. So anyway, one more question. Because as we're trying to become well-versed in what kind of roles we should play before uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Star Trek. What what kind of character could you see yourself playing in Star Trek? Do you reckon you could play someone in Star Trek? Do you reckon? I reckon I could quite easily. You could, yeah. Mm. Like, what kind of character do you see yourself portraying in Star Trek? 
Either a Vulcan. A Vulcan. You'd be a good Vulcan. You would actually be a good Vulcan. Someone like Data or the Cap or the Doctor Bashir. Yeah. Or yeah, actually. the um, Doctor in I reckon... Voyager. Yeah. Um, I... Just because I can come off as like quite arrogant, and I reckon if I was a Doctor, my bedside be manner good... would I... be atrocious. I tell you what, they would. They were there a lot, especially in Kirk's time and a little bit in Picard's time. Not so much Spock, but I imagine you playing a Vulcan in Starfleet who, how can I word it, is too by the book and so would sort of need telling Starfleet isn't after... You know them episodes they do mm. when they'd always tell a Vulcan Starfleet isn't after an officer who's just by the book. They're after the, well, the, the one I, a captain I, who can use I their can initiative. Be... I can be very like that with rules at work. Yeah, because I jobs I, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you are you saying you're a jobs work? I can be. You can be a jobs work. Interesting. I never had you down as a jobs work. It depends. If if I'm told to do my job one way, I will do my job that way. If there's a way of cutting corner yeah, or doing it easier, yeah. But... <laughs> no, I think everyone is a bit like that. To be honest with you. Okay, one one more question. What about for me? What Star Trek? Yeah, the entire franchise. Wolf. Worf, that's mm. weird. I've never had that one. Why Worf? I'd just like to see everything kick shit at you and laugh. <laughs> oh, do you reckon it's true? That I mean, you, okay, fair I enough. I saw you an empty barrel hit him once and he went down like a sack of shit. <laughs> oh, God. And the bizarre thing about it, he was meant to be uh, hard as nails, mm. for lack of a better description. The Worf effect. Yeah, but... Um... I'd love to play... If if I was given any sort of role in anything, I'd love to play a character like Q or Loki or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know who I could see myself playing them type of characters? You ever watch Star Trek Enterprise? Yeah. Flocks, the Doctor? Yeah. I could I could imagine playing someone like him, I suppose. I reckon I'd, make, I'd, I'd be a good aim. But, um, yeah, so... When would you say the D&D... We'll get the ball rolling roughly. I mean, so we need I know you get, can't give a specific date. We but... need to get equipment, cameras, tripod. Right, no worries, and we'll have Something to like look that, into yeah. that. Definitely, definitely. So there was something else I wanted to bring up as well. There's, in fact, a couple of things I wanted to bring up is I read an article about the... Wow, you can read. I can read, yes. I read an article about the... Um, for some reason, every time there's a continuation or someone does a follow-up in certain franchises, Star Wars, Logan to a certain degree, even Star Trek, they seem to be bitter uh, old men. Now, for the listeners out there... Um, yeah, they've called it the bleak call, haven't yeah, they? Yes, Because they it's your characters that were like optimistic and so great, and in the future or an alternate timeline movie, they're just bleak, they're bitter old men. And it yeah. makes for good TV because in this day and age, we're past all the the future will be sunshine and rainbows. We want to see, like the first scene in Logan where he gets the shit kicked out of him by a couple... He gets dragged out of limo <coughs> and the shit kicked out of him by like a couple of kids. Mm. And then his claws fail to come out. Yeah, I mean, to say it's a good question, that is... Should the every time there's a follow up, is that the right Luke way Skywalker, to go? He's very bitter and aged. Yeah, Joe you know I mean? is that the is that the correct way to go creatively? Joe you know I mean? So, I mean to say it's almost like it's an assumption, isn't it? That we have to go bleak and dark, and it's like maybe I hate to do I say it a lack of imagination to sort of say right. 
we don't know where else to go with this. Dark seems to be the in thing to go, so we'll just we'll just see our characters are bitter, annoyed, and stuff like that. So yeah, I personally I don't mind it, but when everyone's doing it, I suppose the true question it is, loses its is it, yeah, is it or a when risk it's a, of losing its novelty? or when it's a character that you don't believe could do it? Logan, yeah. I believe could easily do that. Picard, I like to think that he's not going to be bitter with age. He's going to be. Slightly bitter, but he's still yeah. going to be very optimistic on what the Federation could be. Uh, Luke Skywalker, well, he drinks green milk from an animal. I mean, yeah, it's safe to say. I hope. I mean, to say, I, I remember saying quite uh, previ- quite recently on our Star Trek um, that I, I have got good hopes for this Picard I do. because it does seem like it does. Judging by the trailer, it looks quite interesting. I saw an interview with uh, Patrick Stewart recently. And and God, it, broke... it went Ben Spiner, but carry on. And it broke my heart. Really? Um, may come as a shock to everyone, but Patrick Stewart does not drink Earl Grey tea. <laughs> yes, I did read that, but yeah. Um, he doesn't drink Earl Grey tea, and fans keep sending him boxes of it. Yeah. So he just bins it. He... His exact words were, I'm a Yorkshireman. I drink Yorkshire gold. I'm not a lord. I don't drink Earl Grey. I'm a sir who drinks Yorkshire gold. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. it's. Um, I think everyone's happy. I, that's the overall impression I'm getting that Picard's coming back. Because I was I was just saying to my mum yesterday is... Including last, Patrick Stewart if himself. You, if you take aside the films... The last time we we saw these characters in action on it, especially on a TV series format, was nearly four shies. I've I've worked it out. It's four years shy of thirty years. So that's the last time. Because Star Trek: The Next Generation finished in nineteen ninety four. Not many people know that. Wow, which means nearly three decades. Yeah. Scurvy, isn't it? Mm. That that is incredibly scary when you actually work it out and stuff like that. Also, what I wanted to bring up as well is the uh, for those who haven't watched it, I'd try not to go spoiler. I don't think it's spoiler anyway, because it was in the um, trailer for it. the latest episode of Doctor Who explored Nikola Tesla. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard weird things. Yes, it was. Now, it seems to be quite hit and miss with a lot of the audience, but I genuinely enjoyed the episode. I think it uh, portrayed... the. I can't remember uh, in particular the name of the actor who played Nikola Tesla, but I genuinely believe he did a good job at portraying him. He even looked like him to an, uh, in a really bizarre way. And this is what I wanted to bring up as well, is Doctor Who... For, for, and it can have potentially quite a few flaws. It seems to be really well at portraying historical figures, unnaturally well, as opposed to other programs that might do the same thing. Yeah, well, they'd like to do all their research. Yeah, look at the actor who portrayed Vincent Van Gogh. That was a believable Van Gogh. The only one I've heard a lot of a lot of people tend to disagree with me when I say this. I enjoyed the portrayal of William Shakespeare in Doctor Who, but a lot of people didn't like it. I don't know what your take on. If you remember the episode I'm referencing, I think it was a lot of people call. had problems with it for some other reasons because like, oh Shakespeare wouldn't act like this or do this. But what have people been saying about Nikola Tesla then in Doctor Who? Well, basically, it pretty much 
sort of confirms what a lot of people have been saying for years. It portrays the... Well, it's not even theory now. It's pretty much considered mainstream knowledge that Thomas Edison, even though he invented the yeah. light bulb, was not as good as he made out. The people no, are making he, out. He stole a lot. Yeah, and they were saying that... He Thomas, was a con man. Yeah, Thomas Edison... He didn't even invent... Didn't really... He might, may or may not have invented the light bulb... But what the what what the especially the episode uh, um, portrays this and explores this in leaps and bounds is that he was only interested in the money. He could he was only buying and selling the materials for these inventions to come true. He were never the brains behind these inventions. It was he, it was Nikola Tesla who made it possible for electricity electricity to uh, to become available for the common man for the common person. Mm. It had nothing to do with Thomas Edison. So, my, my problem with Nikola Tesla is it's a name thrown around in sci-fi like fucking sausage and mash. Yeah. They've always got to go together like, oh, we've got this amazing invention. It was invented by Nikola Tesla. But he what? It, it... He may have invented a lot, but he he didn't he didn't make like all your sci-fi guns and your teleporting devices and all shit like that. There's always like Nikola Tesla in really cheap sci-fi or sometimes big or like but he an alternate reality where Nikola Tesla lived well there is a theory isn't there I mean this is going off what he wanted to do his plan was what he did do do you reckon but carry on his plan was to make electricity free for the masses and have everything wireless which is technology we're only just starting to get now which how can you not say then that that was not that was a how can you not say that that was a man ahead of his time then? No, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Brilliant scientist and everything, yeah. but Edison was the showman, and that's what people liked back then. He got yeah. the grant. No matter what people say and how mad they can be, oh, Edison was a con man. Yeah, it's proved he was. Yeah, <laughs> and some of the shit he did to Nikola Tesla over the years, like it or not, history is history. Yeah. Unless you have a TARDIS. But someone did say history is only written by the victors, it so is. have we got the wrong history then? That's the true... I think that's the fundamental question people no, are now because... asking. Are history books completely accurate then? If that is your argument. Yeah, but the later history with Nikola Tesla, a lot of stuff now, because he wrote diaries, and yeah. from that era, especially yeah. backwards slightly, most of our history there is intact until... Yeah. Like World War Two or something, isn't it? Or World yeah. War One, where there's a bit of a gap yeah. in like yeah. people. I was going to use a different comparison, but it's too controversial for this podcast. Way too controversial that I'm not but, even going to um, mention it. But carry on. I have been watching an anime recently, and I know you're not big into anime, but it's, yes and no, I, I respect it for what it's, it is. It's quite but... a good one, and uh, it's a story that I've heard quite a few times before. But it's it's a really good one. It is called. Somali and or Samali, yeah, Samali. Somali, I would have pronounced. And the forest spirit. Basically, um, there's a golem. (laughs) No, no, not that golem. A golem. (laughs) A big, a bigger man made of like wooden clay. It looks like. Right. And he lives in the forest. He can talk to the animals. He he's a caretaker of that forest. He's content that he's going to die in that forest and just be one with nature. He observes, he never interferes. He's just there to maintain balance. And while he's walking along, he finds a child, a human child. And then 
the entire plot. It's only two episodes in, but he's just escorting this child who calls... The little girl calls him dad to try and find any other humans. But it's a world where monsters exist and so do humans and humans and monsters start to coexist until humans started to take the mick out of the monster saying how do you all get along you you've yeah. got horns you've got fishtails all that wow and there is a war and humans lost and this little girl may be the last human left alive and when he found her she was in chains and she had like ring binds and stuff so he's disguised her as a monster with like little horns yeah. And then it, it came out that golems or golems only live 1,000 years and he's 990 something years old so he's only got about a year to try and help her. Fucking hell. He, golems die exactly at 1,000 years in this universe. But whenever he mentions humans mm. all everyone does in the towns and taverns is go on about how delicious they were. Yeah. It's it's really good because he has no emotion. He he is incapable of feeling emotion. So when he does something, and it's the little girl's like, "Were you worried about me?" No, it was just like um, not efficient for me to come all this way and you die now. Stuff like that. Bloody hell! I'll have I, to watch it. it, it then, is, to be and the artwork is really good. It's yeah, like. And he's slowly learning, and I think he's developing emotions. Yeah. But he's in really tight clothes. Yeah. And there was a reveal when um, um, someone said, like, can you take him off? Why Why? Why is a golem wearing clothes? And he takes him off, and his body is, like, decaying and dead. And he's like, I only live a thousand years. Jeez. It's The artwork is amazing, and the voice acting. I mean, it's only in Japanese, but the voice yeah. acting is amazing. Because the golem has a real no emotion in it. It's it's almost like someone... It, I think it's the sort of thing that you should send Brett Spiner to watch. And he can learn <laughs> how to play someone. Oh, like dear. That. That's slowly learning what it is to be alive. Well, this is weird because Brent Spiner is a good actor and... I'll never say he wasn't. Uh, he isn't, rather, to be honest no, with you. No, he is a really good actor. Yeah. He's an icon. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no need to be standoffish to the fans. This is what I hate about certain stars. I'm not going to mention names, but the whole... They, they're willing to put themselves in science fiction programs that have, obviously, a certain following that are very intelligent because anyone who watches science fiction programs... You must have a certain, in my opinion... Some people can disagree. A certain intelligence to appreciate them forms of entertainment. Yeah. So for for people like that to and be before you with before them, you get into something now like Doctor Who or Star Trek or your Stargate something, you know that you're gonna have for the rest of your life fans. Yeah, following you, asking you the yeah. same questions day in day out. Absolutely. So. If you and, and and no, do you know what? There's holding back and holding back. I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite blunt with people. And if anyone disagrees with me, fair enough. This is what I love about the internet; it's diverse. So if you want to disagree with this statement, then go ahead, disagree. That's put entirely your choice. Yeah, please put it in the comments. If you're a star and don't want that kind of fan base, the answer is simple: don't be in them shows. Then. Well, it's not that. It's if you're so adverse to this character. 
don't show up to Comic Con signing things yeah. with Gator's picture for fans. No, you're going to sit there because you've got no bloody money and you're just trying to make a quick buck off of fans that you're taking advantage of when you clearly don't like answering the questions from the fans, you don't like the interviews, and you don't like the character. Why go there? Oh, yeah, because you're skint, because you ain't a fucking good actor. Oh! Because no one will give you roles because all anyone knows you as is data. Point made. Know your place. Sorry, I got a bit excited then. But no, you have got a very valid point. David Tennant is known as David Tennant now. Yeah. He's not known as the Doctor. Yeah. Because he is a good actor. He's moved on to other things. Yeah. Patrick Stewart is Patrick Stewart. Yeah. He's not Picard. He's Patrick fucking Stewart. Yes, Ian absolutely. Ian McKellen is... Data is Data. <laughs> it is the most notable role he's done. Yeah. I mean, to say... Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he's also many other roles if, yeah. you, if you like cartoons and voice acting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think it's time to wrap up now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to uh, say something very, very quickly. Um, if I haven't seemed with it uh, this particular episode... I think you've been all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail, obviously. But all I'm going to say is something horrible happened to me yesterday. Um, I'm okay, but I'll be fine, hopefully. But um, So I just wanted to say, if I seemed a bit off or a bit distant, something went on. And... Um, I don't know when I... I'm hoping, this is why we're recording as much as possible... But I, obviously, I, as we said in the previous episode, I'm going to be a dad uh, very soon now. Um, so for anyone who's been listening to us week in, week out, thank you so much. And I appreciate that. You don't realise how much it's meant to me, how much it's meant to Koala. Yeah, it does know. actually mean a lot to me. Yeah. We do want to grow this. Yeah. But... Um, but so thank you so much. So if, we, if our episodes aren't as weekly... Please know it's because of personal reasons. Mm. Thank you for listening. Um, I will always be your ever faithful servant, Dancing Burr. Please subscribe, like, and even comment. And if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, and any of that stuff, we really appreciate it. Also, mm. hi to our Vietnam fans. Yes, I was going to bring that up, but trying to find the right time. It just shows how diverse our listeners yeah. are. Like... Uh, for those listeners like listening in Vietnam, hello. Um, thank you for listening to us. That's all I've got Can to I say make about... a Robin Williams joke or is it too soon? Oh, uh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. But anyway, I have been Koala. And I or have just Tom. and always will be your dancing bear. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye-bye.